Money, a podcast network that understands the assignment. The Alive Podcast Network has launched the world's first content distribution app tailored by and for podcasters and listeners of color. Subscribers will enjoy a wide variety of shows ranging from spiritual to comedic to inspirational. Podcasters can house their content and merch in one spot and monetize from a central location. Visit AlivePodcastNetwork.com coming soon to iOS and Android. Sign up today to get a six-month subscription for $20. You can thank me later. Hello, welcome to another episode of When Women Speak. I am Shirley King. I am your host of When Women Speak. When Women Speak is sponsored by Life on Power and the brand What If She Knew She Was Powerful. And today's guest is Deborah Ashley, the LinkedIn Black Belt. So this conversation, again, um, is, is set up to be a wonderful conversation about exactly what we talk about, really amplifying the voices of women in their careers, their business, their lives, their relationships. And that is the gist of our conversation on the When Women Speak web series. So Deborah Ashley, she's consulted with leaders in various industries from startups to multinational corporations on how to leverage LinkedIn for business. She's guest lectured at universities and she's conducted LinkedIn assessment for thousands of executives and company founders. Did you hear me? Thousands of executives and company founders. Ranked in the top 1% of LinkedIn users globally, Deborah's strategies have helped clients re-engage lost business and create partnership deals worth over $300 million. With over 1 million yearly content views from LinkedIn, her insights have been shared in Oprah Magazine, Business Insider, Black Enterprise Magazine, and the New York Times. And Deborah is also the author of an award-winning book, Insider, How to Leverage LinkedIn to Stand Out as an Industry Leader. Deborah, welcome to When Women Speak. We're so glad to have you. Thanks for having me here, Shirley. It's a pleasure. And we're going to dive right into this, Deborah. Deborah, what does it mean for you to hear the statement, find her voice? Well, I think it's a, a lot of it for me is about empower, empowerment and then inspiring other people who are not yet there. Um, because this reminds me, when I first got into the online space, um, although I have a 20 year plus marketing background before I entered the space, I was in a position where I didn't really have my voice and I, I didn't know if anyone even cared about what I had to share. So I mostly, um, you know, lurked and I watched others as they were finding their voice or sharing their voice. So what it really means to me is being able to, whether fear or anything else is holding you back, being able to um, speak from the heart and show up in a way that inspires others. Speaking from the heart. And so that doesn't mean that you need to borrow anyone else's words, borrow no. anyone else's purpose or calling, just speak from the heart and show up authentically. Absolutely. Yeah. That's how she finds her voice. And the reason why I repeated that, Deborah, is because oftentimes we think that, um, you know, we, we're inviting the room wherever it is that we are. We're supposed to be there. But we also think somehow there's something missing. Mm -hmm. um, although we're there, although we were invited, there's something missing. But speaking authentically is why you're there. And there's always room for 
clarity in that room or in that space. Thank you, Deborah. So you talked about at some point you had not found your voice because you just gave us a description of um, a little small description of that. So mm -hmm. now I'm going to ask you to if you would share a voiceless experience. You know what what was that experience like? You know what was the engagement or the non-engagement um, from that voiceless voiceless experience? Well, I think for uh, for all of us, it's especially as women, right? We probably have at least experienced that one time. Um, but it's our job to make sure that we get to control the narrative after the fact. So this was, at least this is my experience. Mm -hmm. I remember when I was, um, and I was in my 20s at the time, I was working for um, New York fashion, the New York fashion industry, um, as a matter mm -hmm. of fact. So I was helping, um, it was me and the director, we used to bring um, clothing designs from American-based designers overseas just to see what the market wants and uh, what distributors would want to do. And then by the time we got back to the U.S., um, we would have reports for the um, the designers that we represented. Mm -hmm. My very first time going overseas and, you know, knowing about the how to do the report. So I put mine together and I went to my director's office and I, um, you know, I left it on his desk just so before, this is when we had fax machines. <laughs> um, before, I was, before I would go to fax it out to the, um, you know, design house, I wanted him to look it over just to make sure I didn't miss anything. Um, so of course it was approved. He, I, I sent out um, the fax. Um, this is, you know, for, for those who are not at the point where they even know what a fax machine is. <laughs> so we used to just fax our documents and walk away because it wouldn't, it wouldn't happen in three seconds. It would take a while to fax several documents. So walk back to my desk um, and I, I probably forgot about it. So it was towards the end of the day and I went to the fax machine. I remember I had a fax and I found what I thought was my document, but it, my uh, director had pretty much taken what I had, my report, and he uh, created that for his own client and he put his name to it. Um, so that's, of course, you're in a position. Wow. Yeah, you can't say anything because you don't want to be the troublemaker because that's, you know, it's a conditioning thing. You don't want to be the troublemaker. You don't want to, you know, talk out of turn. Um, so it was just, you know, it's that heart drop feeling and, you know, that, 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 that thing in the that pit of your stomach and he's still smiling in your face. Yeah. But that was a time when I really felt voiceless because I couldn't really say anything. So, mm. and, you know, in 2022 though, we know how to respond to that in 2022. Um, but like you said, in the fax regime, and for those listening, man, I know what the fax is, man. You know how when you go online and it takes forever for something to go through? That's like a fax, but it's a piece of paper. Right. You're doing one by one. But now we have strategy and we have people that we can talk to um, in regards to how to respond to that. So the difference in what Deborah experienced and what we will experience now and what I would hope is that you do respond to that. You know, I really do believe that there's no way that we can't not respond to experiences like that and leave that space mm -hmm. for someone else to have to be able to have that same experience. So even if nothing, if you don't think anything is done, responding to it is doing something. But when Deborah had the experience, you know, it was, we're happy to be here. Exactly. And and I don't want to be the troublemaker, like she said. And so it's really hard in that generation, which is my generation. I'm the facts generation. Mm -hmm. um, it was a purposeful pivot for us. 
It wasn't like somebody just finally said, oh, we're in this new age now. We can respond to those type of things and we don't have to really receive things. We had to literally um, intentionally pivot in order to communicate like that now. Exactly. For me too, it also helps me and even just sharing this story, because I, I always wonder, are there other people who are going through this still? And I can imagine, because I, I do hear stories of people who are in meetings and they may have shared an idea with their, a colleague or a boss and, um, you know, in the past and it was brushed off and then someone else says the same idea in the meeting and everyone's celebrating and they're sharing. So uh, and they're cheering for that person. So it, now it also makes me want to be able to share that story on LinkedIn um, just for someone else who might be going through it too. And let's be clear, if you follow Deborah Ashley on LinkedIn, you will see how she shares that story. She can put a spin on something that you get it depth, you get the depth of exactly what she's talking about. Okay. Um, Thank you. And I appreciate for the vulnerability of sharing the story because although it was so long ago, Deborah, you know, sometimes there is a challenge with sharing these indeficiencies that we would think are indeficiencies with our with ourselves, and there weren't. They were these inefficiencies in the people that we were working with, not within ourselves, but that's what would stop us from sharing something so pivotal like this story. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think you just have to get to a point too within yourself, especially if you have a specific purpose to know that when you share your you know, challenges, failures, anything like that um, on LinkedIn, it's helping, it's, it's, it's for the greater good. You're not, every single post is not going to be about I fail and I'm that's horrible and, you know, because there's a lesson in everything. Mm -hmm. But I think being able to share your past experiences and, of course, what you've done to learn from it is going to change a lot more lives than just your own. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Every experience matters, even if you're, even if it just means you're sharing it. Every experience matters. Exactly. So, Deborah, why should the voices of women even matter? Why should the voices of women, their values, their perspectives, why should that even matter? Well, the, the reason obviously why it should matter is, um, you know, just thinking about um, when we think about organizations and we think about decisions that are being made, um, I, my space is a, the marketing space, but whether operations, marketing, HR, sales, if we're thinking about, especially from a sales or business development standpoint, and we don't have a woman's voice in the room, and you're leading in a way, and you're trying to attract, say, uh, attract, but you're trying to um, secure a deal where a woman is in charge of writing that check, but you don't know how to approach it the right way, then a company could, you know, uh, lose a, a possible opportunity. But it's just being able to get, and this is the same as, you know, diversity too, but just being able to get a, a diverse perspectives to make yeah. decisions. So, you know, I think that's the reason that it's so important for women's voices to be in rooms. And this question, um, again, it always, and you guys have heard me say this more than once and more than twice on this show, but anytime I get to this question, it reminds me of a recent McKinsey survey, just recent as 2021, that says that the top performing companies within 10% of their financial goals they have a senior leadership that's made up of at least 30% women. Nice. And let's be clear, it's not just because the women, it's those that diverse perspective mm -hmm. in order for that to happen. Because moving that goal and that strategy just 3% higher, 
that overall increases the financial picture of that organization of that company so it's not particularly because just because they're women and they're not they may not look like me and deborah they could be one like me and deborah and a couple of more looking like something else but it's the diverse looking like another culture i'm sorry but it is by diverse perspective in that room we can use the same strategy over and over again but without different perspective and mm -hmm. a different place on that strategy we're going to do the same thing with the same results over and over and over again mm. exactly and even from the standpoint so that's the standpoint of you know it's important to be able to understand different perspectives but then when we think about what's going on now right with um your brand reputation and how you're showing up to an audience who are making decisions based on what they see on linkedin yeah. if um if your team, if people in your organizations don't look like them, meaning women, why would they want to come to work in the organization? I mean, we're a fan of being disruptors and everything, but if time and time again, we're hearing experiences where women are not feeling like they belong or they're not feeling, um, you know, not safe and you have to be always comfortable, but you're safe in a room and safe in spaces, then they're not going to want to work for the organization. So I think just from a marketing standpoint, it's key. It's key. Yeah, and that make, from a branding and marketing um, stand, um, standpoint, that is a wonderful way to look at it. We might be thinking about who to attract um, from a branding and marketing standpoint, but um, it's important. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely important. Organizations are still having a hard time um, with it, and I think it's even key when you go to these conferences and a lot of um, executives or decision makers are making their decisions based on the experts in the room. But then you don't have any women who are experts in the room. Now we're kind of we're having these decisions that we're going to implement into the company that are it's just not the best um, decision. So, yeah, I think it's mm -hmm. super important. From the expert in the room, um, when you have an expert in the company, the one, the one, one of the strategies in uh, my employee belonging strategy when I talk to companies is you already have the experts working for you. Ask them the question. Ask her. Ask yeah. her the question. She's already there, and she said yes to your invitation to work for that company and that organization. So when you go outside the company and you ask an expert, you it's okay to actually have diverse opinions and diverse um, um responses to that question as well nothing wrong with that but if you don't start from the inside then you're working from the out from the outside to the inside instead of the inside from the inside to the outside love it yeah that makes complete sense mm -hmm. thank you so much deborah that was a wonderful um, um discussion right there and so we talked about sharing an uh, experience where you um, didn't, you were voiceless. Now I'm gonna ask you to share an experience of leading with your voice, wherever that may have been, share an experience leading with your voice. Um, well, I think the, the great thing about um, doing the majority of my business online is that I'm able to do that every day. So just really showing up for um, and you don't realize you're doing it, right? You're just sharing things that, you, you know, you think about something, you're like, oh, I could share this. But being able to share um, things that um, people have even gone through in the past and they thought they were all alone when they were going through it, that no one else experienced it, or sharing something that someone's going through right now. Mm -hmm. um, and, and sometimes giving people permission 
to uh, be the voice in the industry. So I think, you know, that's pretty much what I do. Just on a, to me, it's on a, a daily basis. And I'm at the point where I can say that I feel good that I, I do that. Um, so yeah, the, those are just my daily experiences are, are, are examples of how I do uh, share my voice daily. You just said giving people the permission to be the voice in their industry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because we're all in a, a place where, um, you know, we, we're extremely experienced. We know a lot about our subject matter, but we don't realize, and I think I heard you say it on a, a different episode of your show, that you don't know what you don't know. Mm-hmm. So sometimes we don't realize, even people who we think are, are, you know, are experts in our industry, we don't realize that there are things that we know that we should be sharing that they could um benefit from. So yeah, I think that's a, a lot of, well, at least that was my reason initially why I didn't, where I didn't share my voice is because I thought, okay, they've probably heard this already and they probably already know that. But I think it's really your perspective that changes the dynamic of how people can accept that. Because you may have four different people saying the same thing, uh, two men and two women, and it's your perspective is what really connected the dots. Um, so I think, you know, if nothing else that people can take from uh, today's episode, I think that's going to be something important. That your, it's your perspective, um, because I, I, I do believe that in this whole world that we're in, there are folks that are called to our purpose and our calling. And that's why four people can say the same thing, but they only hear it from you. Right. Because they're called to hear it from you. Somehow it was set up for them to only hear it from you. Um, which is why it's so important that we do say and we do share the knowledge and the experience that we have because my experience could look like the same experience as someone else's, but they don't have the same back experience that I have. And I don't have that same history of an experience that they have. Right. What makes the perspectives different itself. And um, I need to make sure you, the, the audience that you know this, Deborah Ashley is also my LinkedIn coach. And let me tell you, if you take a look at my LinkedIn page from well, maybe a year ago, maybe two years ago, you see a very, you see a difference. It wasn't that it, just how to share it on LinkedIn. So when she said, you know, permission to be the authority in your industry, that's really all it is. Mm-hmm. Um, you really sharing all the knowledge and all your experience that will help a company, help an individual, or help a group of people. Right. It. it doesn't have to be LinkedIn. You can use your voice and activate your voice in any room that you're in, in any space that you're in. Right. And if you're, if, you know, if you don't want to be on camera, you have opportunities to do the audio or do anything, whether it's online and or off. So yeah. That's kind of cool. Now I have to check out your, uh, I have to scroll down for two years back to see. Yeah, you do. Mm-hmm. You do. Mm-hmm. And the fact that she said that, if you didn't catch that audience, so the question we just talked about was, how are you leading with your voice? She she never checked back to see how I was or was not leading with my voice prior to my mm-hmm. connection with her because she believes in what she does, how she does it, and it is something that's embedded in her. It is her gift. It is her calling. So she didn't look back to let me make sure that what I'm, what she's doing now is, is better than what she was doing before. This is what I needed now. So that's a whole example in itself, Deborah. 
Yeah. No, yeah, that's good stuff. I love it. Mm -hmm. So Deborah, the statement, leaving with your voice, it can convey various meanings. But what does that phrase mean for Deborah? Leaving with your voice, what does it convey for you? I'm a big person that's all about impact. So for me, it's uh, leaving that legacy, right? Leaving that um, um, that memory in someone's mind. And I, I typically hear from people who say, um, and sometimes for me and sometimes for other people, you know, when they uh, decide that they're not going to try LinkedIn today or they're not going to do something today, they're like, I always hear that nagging, your nagging voice is not my nagging voice, but that nagging voice in the back of my mind. <laughs> so um, I think leaving with your voice, to me, it's about leaving your mark and leaving your voice in the hearts and the minds of the people that you're, you're here and you're meant to impact. And as a result, um, and you know, this kind of when I think about it, I, you know, we think about a, a, a whole lot of women trailblazers um, who started from the beginning, um, especially people like you know Harriet Tubman and sis and Mother Teresa, um, like all the work that they did, it impacted generations and generations and their family to come. Um, so I think that's from my standpoint, that's what leaving your voice. I know it's leaving with your voice, but leaving your voice means. You know, you, I'm sure you guys always hear me say that I love a particular question within the when, when Women Speak Web series. And I do actually love all the discussions, but it, 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 the perspective on this one and the different responses on what leaving with your voice means, it is a different one for every guest. And the fact that Deborah aligned it with a whole history of women yeah. that left with their voice and what that means to us. Not as just individuals, but a whole country. Mm-hmm. Yep. The world. Yeah, the world, as a matter of fact. The, the world. Yeah. And here is, um, and even with the work that I do, I get excited about helping organizations who really um, embrace women leaders. So I just, I had a, um, a guy checked out my, he's actually a CEO for organization, checked out my LinkedIn um, page earlier today. It was the second time that I've, I've seen his face before and I went to look at his website. And I would say 60% of his leadership team are women. And that got me so excited because I can imagine like when they're in strategy sessions, when they're having conversations, I can imagine, um, you know, the conversations that are being had. So I sent this, I, it was interesting that we've never had conversation, but I sent him a message just to say how that made me smile to see his website and how empowered he must feel to be able to lead a you know a room of uh, people in that organization. So that's someone I'd love to be able to do a project with. So I, I think for other organizations, they need to start to think about how people get excited about their brand. So that that's that excited me. Oh, thank you for sharing that. 60% of his organizations, mm, of his, 60% uh, of his leadership, I'm sorry, in his organization. Yeah. Leaving, leaving your voice in the hearts, in the minds of people. Mm -hmm. So the, the great thing for when you think about from that standpoint and when he's bringing people into the organization, um, you know, not only is he learning from them, but they're learning from him. So now he's able to, too, leave his voice, right? You know? Yeah. So, yeah. And that tells you that he's empowered enough within himself in order to 
see the value of talent, no matter where it's coming from. Absolutely. That means that one day he didn't look at that room and say, oh, there's too many women. That, that's what that tells you. He didn't look at that room and say, oh, there's too many women. He looked at the room and said, man, I have this talent, that talent, that talent, that talent. We can do so much with everybody in this room. Mm -hmm. I agree. Yeah. After a while, probably when you and you see a formula working, you you keep on uh, you focus on that same formula that's working. So absolutely, absolutely, and that's exactly what he did. It's working. So let me just focus on talent and not gender, not race, and not culture, because I'm sure even that talent has diversity in the middle of it as well. Right. Mm -hmm. Deborah, what are your last words? of advice or last words generally that you would like to share with our listeners? Sure. I know this is being shared on different platforms. So I would say, you know, find a way today or this week or this month to be able to leave with your voice. Um, whatever that means for you, think about what that means for you, but really just take action. And, you know, you're going to, it's one of those things, your voice is going to shake. And when you're saying something you're passionate about, but still show up, still post, share that post. Um, still share something that you typically wouldn't share um, with others um, about yourself and see what type of impact it makes with others. So you have your instructions. Do something <laughs> with words that you've never done before. Take action and go ahead and get it done. Listen, that, that, that angst that you feel in your voice, that is passion. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It is not you feeling scared. That's just passion. That's how passion feels. Yeah. So go ahead and do it anyway. Deborah, thank you so much for joining us today. How do our listeners find you? Um, they can find me on LinkedIn. I'm on Instagram, Twitter. If you do hashtag the LinkedIn Black Belt or just look up my name, Deborah Ashley, you'll find me. But it's easier if you just do the hashtag. Um, you'll be able to find me on LinkedIn. Thank you for joining us today, Deborah. And this has been another episode of When Women Speak, sponsored by Life on Power and the brand, What If She Knew She Was Powerful. Thank you for joining us today. Thanks, everyone.